Hello and welcome into the Gotta Be Saints podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Gotta. Join me each week as I tackle life's most important question, how do I become a saint? On today's episode, I have the great pleasure of having Anna McCarty party on. She'll be speaking with me on the topic of integrity and intentionality. Anna, thank you for being on. Brendo, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. As always, before I introduce my guest uh, fully, I want to share with you guys a story. So when I was in third or fourth grade, I ran my very first race. It was a one-mile fun run, um, but the competition was made a serious affair. The reason being my older brother and my dad were both competing. And as you can imagine, I wanted to beat them, or at least at worst, prove to them that I was semi-fast. There were a few problems, though, that I had to deal with before leaving the gate. Firstly, the weight problem. While my dad and brother were both incredibly thin, I, on the other hand, was not. Secondarily, to add to my husky problem, I had asthma, and at times it gave me real problems. So just imagine, you know, you've got these two skinny folks next to this plump little boy. But even still, with my limitations, I wanted to race, and so I decided to give it a go. And I have to be honest with you, the first 400 meters were pretty good. If you know anything about a mile, It's 1,600 meters, so a quarter of the way in, I'm doing pretty well. I was in the front of the pack, and although my brother and dad were right beside me, I was holding my own. The second 400, though, really caught me off guard. I'm not sure I've ever run 800 meters in my life, and so I wasn't really sure what to do. How is one supposed to run so much? And to make matters worse, some kid was on my tail. No, he passed me, no longer behind me, he's in front of me. I didn't know what to do and I I truly panicked a little. So we got to the wood section of the course and I decided to create a new path. One that likely cut maybe 50 meters off the already lengthy and otherworldly 1600 meters. And it worked. I jumped in front of that kid, get behind me, Satan. And I stayed in front of him for just a bit But again, I'm a kid with asthma. I didn't stand a chance. He passed me once more, and I thought I was a goner. But then another shortcut gleamed into my view. I took it, cut another 50 or so meters, and like that, I was in the clear. I beat the kid, and I finished just behind my brother and dad and some random girl, both of them surprised to see me finish as fast as I did. I'm pretty sure that's the fastest mile I've ever run. And to make it even sweeter, I was given a medal for my Herculean performance, a job well done. It was only a matter of minutes before I regretted my decision because although few things topple my competitive nature, my conscience in doing things right is in fact one of them. In an act of regret and, of course, self-justification, I told my brother what I did, arguing that I would have only finished a spot behind had I not cut corners. Regardless of if that was true or not, the fact is I lost my way. 
I compromised my integrity on that path for 1,600 meters of great glory. And that's what I want to talk to y'all about today. As I mentioned at the beginning, the need to live with integrity and intentionality, which I believe go hand in hand. It's so easy for us to have the purest of intentions, but allow impulses and insecurities to take hold. So on that note, I want to once again introduce my friend, Anna, here, who I call McCarty Party. <laughs> Anna is a graduate of the great Franciscan University of Steubenville. She is one of six kids. She would like to tell you she's the oldest, but she's really not. Now, <laughs> let me tell you how I met Anna. She doesn't know this, but as a daily mass goer, you notice the typical crowd you see. And Anna was that nice, cute girl that was always there at mass. And, you know, as a, what am I, three years older than you? As oh, a senior, you know, you're impressed when you see a little freshman going to mass every day. And so anyways, Anna was best friends with my best friend's sister. And so even though I didn't really know her at Franciscan outside of intramural sports, I ended up becoming friends with her. And here we are now with years of friendship, always laughing at the dumbest of things <laughs> and always having a good time. But the thing I love about Anna and my friendship, or just Anna in general, is her ability to transition from the ridiculous to the serious in seconds. This is a woman who very clearly loves to have a good time and is probably more carefree in nature than some, but at the same time, very quickly can switch onto the serious because above all else, her desire is to be a saint, which I think goes well with this podcast, which is titled Gotta Be Saints. So that's kind of my introduction for Anna. She works in youth ministry at a church with a name that I don't need to pronounce because I'm pretty sure the saint's not real. It's St. Bronislava. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's not real, but Anna told me she is, and she's going to talk about her later. So anyways, on that note and on that long introduction, Anna, thank you once again. Brendan, I know you said you're going to embarrass me, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really, I think that we should probably preface this with, that was very generous, and now I think that I should get my rebuttal, <laughs> redemption here. Um, I'm sorry, but this is my show, and <laughs> what? Come on. you get to talk, but not a rebuttal. So <laughs> let's go into the topic at hand. All right, fine. The topic, as I said, as mentioned, is integrity and intentionality. Anna and I were talking for quite a while about what we would talk about today. And it just makes sense that it should be something that we both try to pursue and probably in lots of ways fail at. So Anna, <laughs> let's talk about integrity and intentionality. Can you just tell the folks at home your story and how these two great traits kind of tie in? Yes, absolutely. I like how you said we are working for integrity intentionality, but oftentimes fail. So let me then jump right into my story, um, which is full of failure. So like Brendan said, <laughs> I, um, I have just been really blessed to get to know Brendo. I, it's really, you know, you said like coming together with the, the serious and the silly. And I feel like um, it's just really been a blessing because I feel like we can 
talk about pretty much anything. Um, so I'm from Wisconsin, Wisconsin, for all you out there who are detecting my accent. Um, born and raised, well, I was actually born in Dayton, but moved here really as a young child. So raised in Wisconsin um, and come from a pretty Catholic family. So, you know, it was a big priority um, for my parents to raise us in the faith. And I see that now as just literally a huge blessing. Um, and, you know, really sometimes in like, wow, God, that was, I mean, why me? Um, but so I was homeschooled until eighth grade. And really there, I got a lot of catechesis information in the faith. Um, and then I, I went to school. And in eighth grade through high school, it was a Catholic school, um, but definitely kind of like stuck out a little bit. And, you know, looking back in my life, and I think everybody looks back in their life and says like, oh, I could have been better. Um, that's one of those, those areas in my life where I wish that I had had that conviction of the faith um, that I was like, I always knew, like, I always had this, like, like, that is the true presence right there. That is Christ. Um, and I, like the Catholic faith is true. And of course you have doubts, but like that overarching knowledge of truth, like the Lord blessed me with. Um, but then it's like, well, where, where was I in high school? Like, why, why couldn't I live out that faith? Um, and so I felt, you know, when I was choosing where to go to school, um, uh, like a desire to go somewhere where I could really live out my faith. Um, so Franciscan obviously was, the top of the list. So I went to Franciscan, um, spent four years there. I studied political science. After a couple major changes, that was my final decision. Um, I really just loved learning about the history of politics, political philosophy, etc. And kind of thought that that was going to be my, my next thing, you know, go work in politics. So after I graduated, I went and interned for the EPA down in Washington, D.C. Um, then I also had a temp job. So I was down there. And that's when me and Brenda really got to, to, McParty and cracking Jesus. <laughs> um, but then after about a year in DC, I actually, I actually was sick with Lyme disease and just really felt the call to go back home. So I went back home and was kind of working on recovering, you know, figuring out my life. <laughs> um, and randomly came across this job opening. My brother is a transitional deacon for the Diocese of La Crosse, which is our diocese here in Wisconsin, and he was assigned to St. Bronislava Parish. <laughs> Shout out to Once deacon again, Sam. not a real saint. <laughs> yeah, so at this fake saint church <laughs> where my real brother was assigned, uh, they had this opening for the director of youth formation. My brother was like, hey, do you know anybody? You went to Franciscan. They're looking for someone. Do you know anybody who'd be interested in the job? And I was like, oh, um, you know, may maybe I would be. And um, that was like the Lord really working in my life very obviously. And I feel like sometimes the Lord is not super intentional with me, which <laughs> I'm sure he is, but it's just, um, you know, my own humanness not being able to listen to that. But so I started that job, I applied for the job and just really felt a lot of peace and the calling of the Holy Spirit to start that. Um, so I started last July and I've been working with the youth and I mean, political science wasn't anticipating this. The Lord works in mysterious ways, of course, obviously. Um, but it's been just a really awesome eight, nine months of being able to talk about the faith and spread the faith and really 
like look at my interior life and say, okay, like I'm teaching the faith to others and how am I living this out? And me and Brenda were talking about this. And I think it was just like, we were just having a conversation and we're just like, you know, being intentional and living a life of integrity. It's hard, obviously, you know, it's not the easy way out. Then you look at saints and you see how they live these lives of lives of great holiness. Um, and we're able to like, when I think of intentionality, I think like first and foremost, having an intentional relationship with the Lord and of course our blessed mother. And then through that, like being intentional with people and with your friends and like willing to, you know, do what I wasn't willing to do in high school, but like recognize our limitations. And I really liked your opening story, Brendan, because I was literally thinking about that. I was like, I am that person with those limitations and those weaknesses. But um, in, what is that book? The, The 33 Days to Merciful Love. It's like in our weaknesses, the Lord looks at us at those weaknesses and like, he's attracted to that. And he wants to bring us to the heights of sanctity. And so it's like, all right, there's hope for me because I am little (laughs) and the Lord still wants to work through that. And I think that's just really beautiful and inspiring because sometimes I'm like, yeah, are you sure you want me to talk about about this, Brendan? Did you just say that Anna needs a lot of work on this? Let's talk about this. (laughs) No, definitely. Um, But yeah, I guess that's kind of a little bit about me. Brendan, actually, that's funny also that you brought up intramurals because I was going to say I first met you at Franciscan because you were my intramural ref. Anna is a excellent basketball player. She <laughs> oh, was no. easily the best person on her team, and yet... Intramural she, team, mind you. Intramural <laughs> team. She could have played on... You did, did you play on the real team ever? No, I didn't. No. You definitely could have. You played soccer. I did for at play least soccer. a year or two years? Two years. Yep. Okay. It was awesome. But this is, a, this is a girl who easily could have been on the basketball team and been their starting point guard and been really good. Okay, and okay. Again, again. The, the girls she played with were good. But anyway, this is all off topic. Great basketball player. You ever want to play with her? Hit her up on Instagram. She's ready. You just have to go to Wisconsin. Um, I think you want to one. To your point, um, you know, with with integrity and intentionality, and is there anything when you think of people in your life that you're trying to emulate who greatly, um, you know, have those traits or at least seem to to be in pursuit of those things? What is it that stands out to you about them, or mm-hmm. what is it that stands out that makes it apparent that they are pursuing that virtue? Yes. Okay. All right, I'm going to give a shout out, and he probably won't listen, but maybe he will, to Father Louis Floater. Um, he is my brother's, one of my brother, Deacon Sam, um, best friend. And when you say, when you ask that, like, that was the first person that came to my mind. And I think it's because when I first met him, I mean, he he was just unashamed in the sense, like, he is on like on fire for love of God. And it's through the Blessed Mother. And so he would be like, Anna, this is when I went to Franciscan. (laughs) He was like, Anna, every time you walk past a statue of Mary, promise me that you will say a Hail Mary. And my luck was that I lived in Marion Hall, which literally has a statue of Mary inside. So every time, multiple times a day, I'd walk past the statue. And I was like plagued by having to say a Hail Mary. And I was like, not plagued, but you know what I mean? I was like, oh. There's the quote for the Instagram. 
I was plagued by the Hail Mary. Oh my gosh. But it was like this thing. And I was like, I have to say Hail Mary for Father Louis. And he was just like so free in the sense that he is so removed from like what the world thinks of him. Like he's fallen so in love with Christ that what the world tells him literally means nothing. And like, he has his gaze fixed on like our blessed mother leading him to Christ. Um, so, I mean, not perfectly, nobody's perfect, but he's so convicted that I was inspired. And I was like, I need to do that. And when people ask me to pray for them, like I need to stop and pray right away. And he even, he sends out these cards um, and it'll be like, addressed to you and it's like a holy hour said in your name and I said a mass for you you know what I mean and it's like that hits you because it's like they specifically prayed for me and my intentions like how how beautiful is that um and so you know that's someone and I've been really blessed like my family's catholic so my mom um definitely like you know she's not the blessed virgin mary of course but she is um like unashamed like unabashedly Catholic. And I think that that's something maybe I've struggled with in my life and something that I've always wished I was better at. Um, you know, just being like, yeah, it's awesome to be Catholic. Like what the heck? <laughs> do you know what, what I mean? Brendan, you know what I mean? <laughs> just remember you do work at a church in yeah. youth ministry. So I would say that you're doing a pretty good job of, of unabashedly living out your faith, but we can all I mean, strive to do better, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I like that. I mean, one of the stories that I, I like to think of, or just the, the little quote, Mother Teresa, um, mm -hmm. pretty sure it's her, when talking about <clears throat> the importance of prayer, which I think ties into integrity and intentionality, she uh -huh. said that Jesus would sacrifice charity for the need for prayer. So Jesus would walk away from the people who had real needs wow. to pray because charity came second to that. And that's mm -hmm. not to say that Jesus, nobody would ever question Jesus's charity. I mean, mm -hmm. he's God, so he's kind of doing it right. But it was just, <laughs> I, I bring that, that quote up or that the sentiment given by the Mother Teresa, because I think it, it clearly ties into integrity and intentionality. I think one of the biggest things with intentionality is the ability to say no, or maybe to go with scripture, letting your yes mean yes and your no mean no. As I was reflecting on, on this topic, one of the big things that was going through my head was that quote of let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. And just the reality is in our society today, especially, we're being pulled in so many different directions. And it's mm -hmm. a lot of good things, but oftentimes we sacrifice being great for this inability to be decisive and choose what we want. And so what I mean by that is it's so easy to, okay, go to your job, do your job, and then you get mm -hmm. home and you've got five friends who have reached out to you and you want to talk to them. So you do, and there's, these are good things or, you know, you're with your family and you're hanging out with them. And yet you go out throughout the whole day and maybe you did everything you needed to do. You checked your boxes, but you didn't spend any time with him mm -hmm. or maybe you did spend time with him, 
but you haven't learned how to properly live that out. I, there's so much mm-hmm. bound yeah. there. And I mean, to your point of talking about Father Lewis, it seems like he's somebody who so unabashedly knows who he is and then right. lives it out and says, this is who I am to the point where he knows, I'm sure he's the type of person who, if it came time for him to pray that day, and something else came up that was not a, you know, highest importance type of thing. It's not an emergency. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. going to go pray. And yeah. it's examples like that. I mean, I speak to myself when I use that as an example, because I know for myself, I understand here in my head, the importance of personal prayer, but I do mm-hmm. know that it's a constant battle of choosing to pray and when to pray and making that a Mm -hmm. a sole focus. And, you know, I think it goes with intentionality. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. That's interesting that you say that because, okay. And I'm sure that you're the same way, but can you tell a difference? Like if you sleep in past your alarm, you're running it a little late, you don't see your morning offering, or you don't pray that day, you miss your daily rosary, you know, whatever you've like, like I've tried to commit myself to like, you know, certain prayers that I'm going to say daily. And if I don't do that, I'm like a little thrown off. (laughs) I, I yes, I mean, I, I will say for me, it's been over time. I think I've actually gotten to come to grips more with how much of this is me checking a box and mm. how much of this is a love of God. I, I'm a duty person. I yeah. do things, I will, com- if I commit to something, you know, to the point of intentionality and integrity. If I commit to something, it's going to be hard for me to not follow through with that. Yeah, for sure. That's one level of it. Mm -hmm. But how, why you're doing it is another Mm -hmm. part. And so a struggle I have sometimes is doing things out of love and not just out of. Right. That like that baseline, which is good. It's a good in and of itself because you're praying. And that's super interesting. I so in youth ministry, it looks a little differently now that, you know, I'm not with kids um, in this time. So we do a lot of videos. And one of the videos that we did was on morality and like, what is morality? And I think it was from Veritati Splendor. Um, I could, I could be citing it wrong, but it talks about how like morality is like, okay, so you have your, like, you can get really deep down into all the different things about morality and intention and circumstance and, you know, like the three things that make an act moral and amoral. Circumstance. Yeah. I have to know. Yeah. 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 Friends like, yeah, I know that. (laughs) But what was really cool is not only (laughs) check, check, check. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bad sin. Like done over. (laughs) No, but here I come. Also, presumption now. Sorry, go ahead. I apologize to the listeners. Go ahead. Not for you, for me. Okay, okay. But before I forget what I was going to say, Brendan. But not only is it like morality gives us kind of like these rules, but on its face, like morality is following Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ leads us to God. Like Jesus says, I'm the way and the truth and the light. Like if you follow me, you will get to God. And so you, like you, you become free. Referencing today's gospel. Oh, you're no. Okay. That's, (laughs) 
that's weird too because it is in today's gospel and it's in the sunday's gospel i'm not i'm not actually prep for sunday but this will be heard on sunday so it's perfect for our listeners we're recording today on a thursday sorry a friday (laughs) it's corona season dates don't matter exactly exactly it's um no i think it is it's it's paragraph 20 if you guys want to look it up but basically going back to like morals and integrity like what is right versus what is wrong like first you want to look at is this leading me to follow christ is this leading me to my ultimate end which is union with god in heaven and then from that you get like those like the object and the intent and the circumstance and um my associate pastor was even saying like you can make something that is a moral act like you can't make an amoral act good but you can make a moral act bad by your intention and by your like disposition Mm. Um, like you can take away the fruit of like the goodness of your act and so it's like in itself it's a good but then when you can dispose yourself and like submit yourself and do it out of love um then it elevates it more and gives more glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Beautiful. But um, then also, yeah. No. <laughs> well, Go I was ahead. just going to say like in doing that and then recognizing our own humility, this is like where Mary totally comes in and I'm currently doing the consecration to Mary by Louis de Montfort. I've never done it. I've only done the morning glory one, but I know it's it's so cool though because the first 12 days it's like death to the world like let's get rid of everything (laughs) and I'm like wow I needed this I'm doing my happy dance right now because that that is quite a happy dance (laughs) but it's like um you know just like purifying yourself and like preparing to like really consecrate yourself to Mary and then give her the like your works and so how cool is that so like even if you are doing a little, a little bit of a crappy job like mary will give it to jesus so yeah <laughs> raise the roof well i i think i like i can't believe this is the first time that word has been brought up um we're talking about integrity and intentionality and anna we've been on here for 25 minutes and you're the that's the first mention of humility um oh <laughs> I I just think humility is so essential to us living a life of integrity and being intentional. Um, But to that point, if, if somebody listening to this really struggles with intentionality, I know in college, we jokingly had a friend and we said to them that they were uh, the flake master 5,000. She was a nursing major. She was very busy and my friends and I are merciless. And so we, of course, Uh wanted her to hang out with us so we'd be like okay fine be the flake master 5000 what other fl- fm 5000 no stop that. i was trying stop. to shorten it sorry sorry stop that <laughs> but to that point though um if somebody's at home and they're like look i'm just really bad at being intentional letting my yes mean yes and my no mean no is there a step mm-hmm. or anything that you concretely could say if you were giving a lesson plan or something, just advice to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I do think, you know, sometimes it's just stepping stones. What works for you or what has worked mm-hmm. for you or what do you do? Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, 
yeah so first i would say my brother or sister <laughs> same <laughs> um but then i would say you know it's yeah it's like the process it is the stepping stone and like humility has been um a huge thing that i've been praying for because like i think that like you you need it i mean and like humility is knowing who you are before god and recognizing that and recognizing like the gifts that he has given you and the the things that you need to work on and the things that you know you need to ask him for and so i think that um that can be almost like it's almost harder to recognize like those gifts and those talents that he's given you. And I think that once you recognize that and you're like, yeah, like I, I do have that, that is a strength. Like once you recognize those strengths, like, you know, just like really like praising him for that. Like, thank you for this gift that you've given me. Thank you for this way that I can lead others to you. Um, and then really evaluating like what are some ways that I can do this in my own life. And I mean, okay personal prayer, like I committed to saying um, the daily rosary a few months ago, and it's actually like truly changed my life. Like everything flows from prayer. Um, yeah. I actually, when I saw Cardinal Burke, he had a mass here because he used to be our bishop in La Crosse and his homily, like we, it was just so beautiful. And he like talks about prayer and I got to meet him afterwards. And he was like, like, promise me you'll commit to saying the daily rosary. And I was like, Oh, oh okay. <laughs> But since then, it's like life, like you still have your struggles and you still have your suffering, but like the Lord speaks in prayer, like your, your relationship with God is literally your prayer life. And so, I mean, I can't stress enough having a prayer life, but then also like, um, like taking that next step. And so, you know, like asking yourself, how can I reach out to that person? Because we're called to like, fill ourselves with the Lord, but then we're also called to evangelize to other people. And so, you know, how can you do that? Reach out to people. And I know that that can be hard and I'm not the best at it either, but letting them know that you're praying for them, that I think is um, sometimes scary. Like you don't know how they're going to take it, but I think that that can be a really powerful thing. I mean, do it, pray for them. Amen. Thank you. Just do it. <laughs> I, I think one thing too that I would uh, recommend, you know, to, to live a life of integrity and intentionality. Um, you talk about the importance of prayer. Uh -huh. I think the litany of humility is a wonderful, wonderful. Oh my prayer. gosh. Remind ourselves of our littleness. You talked about that. Um, and it's so necessary. And then secondarily to, to that, and maybe it's a little disconnected, but you know, if you're really struggling with living with integrity and intentionality firstly just being honest with yourself mm -hmm. you know god does not want us to be lukewarm so if you're yeah. struggling with this idea of living out the faith i would never tell someone to go live sinfully of course not but be mm -hmm. honest with god and say lord i'm struggling mm -hmm. with this i'm struggling with believing this church teaching or whatever it might be and having that honest conversation with him. And then in turn, talking to someone about it. I mean, he'll yeah. give you the answers, but sometimes he gives you the answers through another person. So go talk to someone. If you know either one of your friends is, you know, a faithful Catholic, talk to them. If you are close with a priest, and if not, talk to your pastor anyway. They're going to be willing to listen. Um, if you know a religious, they're going to be willing to. Like, 
there are people out there who want the very best for you that you might not have thought of. It might not just be your mom or dad. There are other people. And so go to them and, and be willing to, to just be honest and vulnerable. And I promise you, um, mm -hmm. it's going to be well worth it. Um, and it's going to help with humility. And then back to the intentionality, I still think, and I already said it, but I, to flush it out a little bit, being able mm -hmm. to say no um, is, is, it is really important. Yeah. But to the same point, understanding that the people you come in contact with are Christ. So being able to say no, I, I think commonly of, you know, situations where you're invited to something that you don't really want to go to. I remember in high school, my best friends were in the play and I didn't go. And I, I had no desire to be there, but I mm -hmm. still think of it because my one friend won't let me forget it. Thank you, brother Colby. Um, but to, to, to that point, <laughs> good job, brother Colby, <laughs> brother Colby makes a good point. Love of others is better than love of self. And if I'm in a man intentionality and integrity, I'm going to make decisions that sometimes aren't the easiest. And sometimes I need to put other people before myself. I mean, that's, I think the example. Christ yeah. gives us. Totally. I, I really love that you brought that up actually. Um, Katie, Katie Irvin, I think she's really good at that. And she kind of taught me that like her yes is yes. And I learned a lot from her in college, um, being roommates with her. There were a lot of times when I'll just say yes to make everybody happy or I'll overcommit and things like that. And she, you know, she kind of like, and not even necessarily to my, like called me out, but just by her example, like she would just say, yes and commit to something and do it and you know there's always like that temptation to, to drop out at the last minute and she'd be like like you said you would you said you would do it and so you know just like i said i would i'm like i'm going to be honest and i'm going to follow through um yeah she really kind of taught me that and i think it's a big temptation now just to always be a people pleaser and like jesus wasn't a people pleaser you no, know I mean? no, he was not. Like that's not, and that's not a virtue. I and I, I think, I think my mom told me that. You know, like being everybody's friend isn't necessarily a virtue. Like we're called to live a life that is radical and not popular according to societal standards. And that's something that I've really been kind of trying to focus on, like through prayer, recognizing my weaknesses and and really wanting to. Um, just like be an honest person in, in how I live my life and in how I interact with other people. Amen. <laughs> well, we have gone <clears throat> a little bit past the, uh, the point oh, no. of return, which <gasps> I'm not surprised by you and I could easily talk for another 30, 40, 60 days, two hours, <laughs> six days. In April. Um, but we'll spare everyone. Uh, yeah, literally. I, I, God cut out. My computer was like, stop, stop. He did. He called you out. He's like, you've gone too long. I'm just kidding. Um, any any wrap-up points that you want to make on integrity and intentionality? And then I'll get to my final questions. Okay. I would say, like, the Catholic life and holiness 
it isn't just an upward climb. Like, it's not like you're going to make this commitment to be intentional and an integrity full person <laughs> right away. But like, that is the grace of confession. And, um, like, I can't stress that enough. Like, go to confession. I, I, the, I sometimes will just ignore going to confession because I get guilty and I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's a pride thing. Like, I, I want to be this holy, perfect person all the time. But in going more frequently, you recognize and you can see where your failures are and you can see where you're not intentional and where your integrity is lacking. And in doing that, an examination of conscience and then confession, I mean, like, there is always mercy. There is always mercy. And nothing you can do ever can separate you from the Lord's mercy. And so just, like, remembering that um, and just just do it. I mean, it is scary, but I did not know you salvation. were a personal ad for Nike, but Nike's <laughs> going to love this. Gosh darn it. Hey, yeah, if you want to sponsor me, I can give you my address for free pair of kicks. <laughs> I'll let you know if they, uh, if they respond to this, this podcast. I'll send it there. Okay, yeah, please. I need new shoes and confession and mercy. Well, thank you for that point. I know I think you're you're exactly right. That um, goes along with the theme of, or you know, the mentality of humility too. Just the need for to admit we're wrong and admit mm-hmm. that we need His grace. Um, yeah. But before we we close this off, um, and I told you I was going to ask you this question. I know. You know I what wondering. is your Mount Rushmore of saints? Okay, this is this is hard. So I'm gonna go with the hope that Mount Rushmore is going to get extended someday. <laughs> but I'll, I'll say it four. Will. I'll say Donald four. Trump will be putting his face on Mount Rushmore the second his second. Okay, so I get five. I get five. You get five. <laughs> okay. Um, Simon of Cyrene is one of my favorites because well, okay, I probably don't want to say because I'll just like talk way too much. No, no, you can tell us why. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll try to be fast. Well, I just was struck by, I think it was a Lent that I was kind of meditating on him carrying the cross and how he was so unwilling at first. And I see that in my own heart. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to go pray or, you know, whatever. And it's like that begrudging feeling almost. Um, but then like how, as he helped carry the cross, he was like, oh my gosh, this is Christ. Like what a grace. And kind of by the end of Calvary, I, I read this somewhere, I don't know where, like he was just like, so like converted and his heart was transformed and so i feel like um you know sometimes like the the most beautiful gifts come when you're just like oh man like i'd rather do something else right now um but then going like the lord blesses that um so simon of cyrene is one oh saint claire of assisi she's my confirmation saint so she's been um definitely a big part in my life is that your number two Mm-hmm. that's my number two no, number two that's your number two what saint no 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 i'm just oh. giving you numbers to remind oh. how many you've said oh, okay okay St. Claire was easy um maximilian colby can't go wrong with him i i mean mary like what a saint and he was blessed he, like he wanted to die a martyr and they, they literally said like okay you love god so much you're gonna be a martyr so super cool um saint joseph father of jesus I really like his novena. I've, um, yeah, 
And then I really, really like Louis de Montfort, but that's just because I'm not just because he's awesome. And also Mary, I mean, all of those things point to Mary, but I guess I'll stop there. Cause that's. No, you, uh, I mean, you hit, you hit my boy de Montfort. Yeah. He's I really so cool. like the Simon of Cyrene. That's a, that's a really beautiful reflection. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Um, Louis de Montfort, did I send you the quote that he has on the rosary? It's really cool. Uh, no, but you should. Okay, I'll send it to you. It's super yes. neat. Is it from The Secret of the Rosary or is it from True Devotion? I actually, no, it's not from True Devotion, but basically he says like, no matter, he like uses all these things, like no matter if you're basically at like at hell's gate, if you pray the rosary. If you pray like, every day, you will not. You know it. Of course. Flames. Yeah, he's the best. Of course, you know. He's my it. boy. My boy. Yeah, mine too. Starting to be. <laughs> we can off off uh recording we can uh, we can talk about de montfort or okay, we can have okay. another episode i will talk about him happily um <laughs> last question anna okay so one day when you're saint anna mccarty party uh-huh. what are you gonna be <laughs> patron saint of <gasps> okay i think that i would see this is also tough but i think i would give saint jude a run for his money <laughs> Hopeless causes 0.20 or 2.0. I can't. No, you don't need to explain that. I mean, that I think (laughs) anyone who listened to this podcast is going to be able to say, yeah, that makes sense. They're like, that's exactly what I was thinking this whole time. (laughs) So, yep, that's it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to to come on this evening. It's been a real joy. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today on integrity and intentionality. I think uh, things we all can strive for. Um, Today's sponsor, we are sponsored by Budweiser. It's not good, (laughs) but it's beer, Budweiser. Thank you guys once again. Have a great time, a great night, and God bless.